What's up, everyone? We're here with a few hours. I, I actually don't exactly know how many hours till free agency. I've got my time zones mixed up, but free agency is coming up within 24 hours. This is always the most dangerous time to be podcasting. <laughs> Anything could be about to happen, but we're going to talk about Bobby Portis opting out of his deal. We're going to talk about the Bucks extending the qualifying offer to Jordan War. And then, of course, we've got a few names that we're going to discuss as the rumors are flying the rumors and reports are flying around left right and center let's get into it backs him down Giannis into the lane Giannis spinning fading shot up good for Giannis at the buzzer Monday to Friday, uh, and also find my other work over at ESPN uh, alongside me. Uh, fresh off, I believe, a uh, technical, f- a tech foul, I should say, tech foul podcast episode movie review of Rise, <laughs> which I actually haven't quite watched yet, but Camille Davis, of course, is here with us today. We thank you for making Lockdown Bucks your first listen or first watch of every day. Uh, if you haven't joined us yet on YouTube, you should do that. You can su- subscribe and jump in the comments. Uh, there's always uh, plenty of debates and uh, and stuff going on in the comments. I'll describe it as stuff. Today's episode is brought to you by Arcade One Up, and uh, we are partnering with Arcade One Up to give away three free NBA Jam Shack machines. There's uh, three of these now. These are the guys known for making incredible retro three quarter scale at home arcade games like Pac Man, Golden T. I got to ask you about this, Camille, and uh, many more. Enter to win on Arcade One Up dot com slash locked on that's arcade one up.com slash locked on for your chance to win uh what is golden tea camille do you know if i remember correctly and i could be wrong but i believe golden tea was the golf uh game that used to be in the arcade where it oh, had like the, the, the ball thing and you kind of roll it up like this to to hit the hit the golf ball i believe i could be i could have the wrong game but i'm pretty sure that was the golf game in the arcade that you kind of roll the thing to simulate hitting the, the golf ball down the, the fairway. I don't know if actually ever remember seeing that. But uh, when I was living in Milwaukee, I was definitely you could find me at uh, Landmark Lanes from time to time. And you could also find me at, uh, there's a I would say, there's a more, uh, a newer version of the arcade. What's that bar called? Uh, up Down. Up Down, exactly right. Yeah, I definitely went there a few times as well, which I imagine is the type of place. Well, I know it's the type of place you can find NBA Jam and all that type of stuff there. Uh, let's talk about Bobby Portis, Camille. Oh, yeah. Uh, so as I woke up this morning, I, I had a, a billion notifications, as you do at this time of year with all the different moves, the pre-free agency moves that are happening. Bobby Portis uh, declined his option for this season, $4.56 million, which, uh, let's be honest, Camille, I, I, it's always interesting when you see these reports come out, you just dive into the comments or you talk, read the timeline and there's always a healthy level of people freaking out. But in terms of things that were predictable this season, everyone knew Bobby Portis was going to decline this option, right? There's no there's no shock here. 
Yeah, I feel like if you were kind of paying attention to what's been said about his free agency and his upcoming possible contract extension negotiations in Milwaukee, him opting out wouldn't be a surprise. Like, honestly, Pat opting in Mm. is probably more of a surprise than Bobby opting out um, of his contract because going into free agency, it was expected that, you know, both of them would opt out and they would both be looking to get a bigger contract. And Pat surprised us by opting in. Thank you, Pat, for the for the favor to the team, the solid. Um, which also could work out for him in the long run as well. But as for Bobby, yeah, he has to get his money. He took his discount for the team last year and opting out, being able to get a longer contract. I've seen some rumors. uh, I think it was Bleacher Report reporting that they're looking at like a four-year, $40 million deal. Don't know how he would know that ahead of free agency starting, but uh, (laughs) that's one of the numbers I've seen reported um, around Bobby. And of course we have all of the Bobby Portis real estate sightings that have been happening. Had another one earlier this week where uh, a friend texts him on technical file and was like, Hey, Bobby's in the third ward looking up luxury apartments and condos. And it's like, I hope that's true because uh, the bucks keeping Bobby Portis, I think is a crucial move in this off season. Yeah, that sounds like a man who's about to get a pay rise and he's looking yeah. to upgrade his living situation. So I think and I was just reading through and and obviously we podcast with Frank, who is the, the cap guru, but I, I believe the max the Bucks can offer is four years, 49. So uh, you do the math. That's around, you know, average it out about 12 mil per year. I think it would start, I think it starts at around 10.3 this year and then it'll, it'll scale up with the, with the max raises uh, per year. Yeah, so no doubt from where he was at, four million, uh, significant raise, also a well-deserved raise. But I think from Milwaukee's point of view, why it's important for the Bucks is because, yeah, there's no reason why Bobby Portis would have opted into that deal, uh, and then a, a bunch of teams across the league would have been able to uh, give him a pay rise by virtue of just paying the taxpayer uh, MLE. Now that he's going to get paid if he decides to opt into this deal with the Bucks or sign this extension with the Bucks, it's right around the same figure as the non-taxpayer MLE. So then there are other teams that can offer Bobby Portis more money, but essentially you're looking at a minor number of teams that actually have cap space to give him a deal that is more than one of these exceptions. And basically any of these teams that have cap space for them uh, for the most part, I don't have the, the list right in front of me, but they're teams that aren't going to be contending. So now you're looking at a decision where for Bobby Portis, he can make a choice and say, let's say the Knicks, I don't know where they're at with cap space, certainly Detroit teams like this. So is Bobby Portis going to say, okay, I'll go to Detroit for $14 million instead of just staying for the bucks on a, a deal that averages out to be around the 12 per probably unlikely in my opinion. So we'll see how this plays out. But it's certainly from the reports, seems like the Bucks are in the box seat uh, to sign Bobby Portis. And this is important because we did, and we speculated at the start, this is going to be a really, really costly move in terms of luxury mm-hmm. tax and what you're adding to the bill. So I just think it would be a good sign if the Bucks are, are saying, okay, we're contending. We're not going to cheap out on this. Bobby Portis has been important. Is that a position of need? If we don't sign Bobby Portis, I don't know. You, you, you're leaving yourself in a pretty precarious situation. Yeah, like you mentioned, Detroit's one of those teams, San Antonio's one of those Mm. teams, but as we've seen, they clearly don't have an interest in trying to win uh, this season. Uh, Yeah, Spurs, I think the Pacers were one of those teams as well that's going to have some cap space. But again, the options that you have when you're looking at who can really cash you out this summer, 
they're not teams that are going to be contending this year. And Bobby himself made mention of the fact of how much he loved Milwaukee, how he's grown as a, a man on and off the court here, the love that he gets from the fans and being able to be part of a system where he's winning. He's been able to learn how to be more of a winner from being here. And of course he said the proper thing, which was as much as I want to be here, like my agent and the Bucks will work all this out. And if it works, I'm back. But yeah, it's a great feeling. I don't take it for granted. So Bobby definitely his best chance of winning. Um, I would say definitely is here in Milwaukee, a system that he's familiar with, a system that uh, he's grown in. I'm looking forward to actually seeing the growth if he does come back, which fingers crossed, hoping that that's uh, going to be announced tomorrow at some point. He continued to grow here. I'm, I'm looking forward to see Bobby's development um, as well, especially if it's in the Bucks jersey going forward. But it feels like that's the way it's going to go. And for Bobby, Again, you can get some endorsement deals here as he already has this past season when he had the, the team-friendly deal with the Bucks, and he's been able to get a lot of other opportunities that way to stack up the bags in multiple ways. And I hope the Bucks definitely do cash him out as much as they can. I know it goes into luxury tax, but Bobby definitely has earned that check. Yeah, I mean, this is exactly what we spoke about 12 months ago, and it's kind of what we're talking about right now with Pat Connaughton. You know, these guys, we feel like the Bucks have – and kicked the can down the road and said, listen, we will get you. Uh, but for this offseason, this is our plan. This is what we're trying to do. And I think for the most part, the Bucks probably understood that, you know, a successful offseason means that a lot of familiar faces are back next year because they think that they're right in the window. And so they should with Giannis at 27. And really all these guys, yes, they might be getting a little bit older, but uh, I think still plenty of good years ahead of them. So I think the Bucks would feel comfortable. And if Bobby Portis comes back, it's a big win. And just my opinion, but I listen... If we get to tomorrow and it comes out that he signed a $15 million per year deal with the Detroit Pistons, my opinion, I would not begrudge this man at all for everything that he's done for Milwaukee, but it would be a surprise. It would be a surprise. It's a dangerous game to predict these things, Camille, but I am expecting, and it would be a big shock if Bobby Portis, if this doesn't get done pretty quickly. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Definitely agree with that. And Free, you mentioned when it's free agency open. I believe it's 5 p.m. Central Time mm. uh, Thursday, so over 12 hours at this point. Like we should, I'm sure when we when we hear like Milwaukee this time zone start waking up in the morning, and I'm sure there's going to be the rumors rolling in about who's expected to go where and do what. And I saw a few different people seeing that Bobby Portis opted out, and they're talking, "Oh yeah, Bobby, come back to Chicago." And I'm like, Mm-mm. Like that, if he has an option, like Chicago can't really pay him, pay him either, if I remember correctly. So, like, I don't know why that one would be thrown out here outside of the fact that you sometimes you want you want the old thing back. So I, I can understand that. I see the Bucks fans too. We've had conversations about it, trying to get PJ Tucker back here. So I definitely get the allure of seeing somebody who you loved in your jersey and you enjoy watching them play and wanting them to come back. But to your point, not that I'm going to put any money down on it or anything like that, but. I feel like safe money is, is on Bobby to returning to Milwaukee. Um, but to your point, if he did decide, like, you know, I want to get a bigger bag somewhere else, I, I would be sad, like, as a fan, like, oh, my, like, man, like, you're a big part of what we do here. But as somebody who just appreciates Bobby Portis and what he's been able to do, I'm never going to be mad at a player getting his money when he can't. Like, their careers are only so long as it is, so – Whatever decisions that they want to make throughout their career, whether that's chasing bags or taking discounts to help their team, 
it's their decision and I'm going to support whatever they are comfortable doing. 20 past 10 central time right now. So yeah, we're looking around 17 hours. I think just under 17 hours if my math is correct there. 8 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time uh, for those curious about when free agency tips off. I know we've got some Australian listeners. They're very curious. So by the way, this is one of the podcasts each year that has uh, some of the shortest shelf life, Camille. So this is oh, yeah. a special podcast. That's that's why the content is so good. By the way, I'm going to ask you about Derek Rose in a little bit. Next, I want to talk about Jordan Wara. After I talk about those machines that we're, uh, those NBA Jam machines that we're getting rid of here. So uh, we got big news. The one and only NBA Jam is back. Arcade One Up, One Up, the leader in at-home retro arcade games, is not only bringing the best game ever back, but they've made it bigger and uh, better than ever with the Shack Edition machine. People are obsessed with NBA Jam. We know that it's uh, one of the first sports games ever to feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams. No fouls, no free throws, no quarters required for this version. Compete with your friends and family through all new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever pre-order now from arcade1up.com that's arcade the number one up.com for an estimated early september ship date so if they're shipping early september you, you're looking by the time preseason basketball rolls around you'll be watching the bucks play preseason basketball uh mahjong bochamp triple double then you'll be able to jump on play shack edition nba jam they've got a bunch of other games starting at just 399 dollars. so uh they're giving away uh, we mentioned off the top three NBA Jam Shack Editions to Locked On listeners. Enter for a chance to win the game console for your man cave uh, at arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade, the number one, up.com slash locked on. Don't miss out. Enter today and uh, look forward to some big wins for the Milwaukee Bucks. Jordan Wara. Uh, I'm interested to get your thoughts on Jordan Wara, uh, Camille. So uh, the Bucks extended the qualifying offer. This is around $2 million. It's interesting when I was looking up on, on SpotTrack, that's according to SpotTrack, $2 million. I think that's right. Uh, I didn't see too much other info anywhere else to suggest otherwise. But it's interesting as a former second-round pick, the qualifying offer comes in at $2 million and you just look at the guy like Marjan Beauchamp, his starting salary is 2.4. This is the difference yeah. between first-round picks and second round picks. So, you know, I'm, I don't know. I mean, based on what we've seen, we understand he struggled to crack the rotation based on how the team is shaping up next season. I don't necessarily go into next season thinking that Jordan Warrior is going to be a guy that's going to break into the rotation, but gee, it would be good if he could, because we've spoken about having guys that can score, that can create their own shot. It would be nice, particularly at that position, but you know, I don't, it's not an expectation. There was some hope last year. It was tough. It was a tough season, uh, inconsistent minutes. So we'll see whether any team you know, is interested in, in paying him more money. I'm not so sure whether whether he, they would have seen enough. But then again, potentially, if you are one of these uh, teams, and I don't want to just pick on the Detroit Pistons, but if you're the Detroit Pistons, do you say, okay, well, we know this guy can really score. Maybe we are in a position to actually give him some minutes. So I think this is going to be fascinating. Do you have any thoughts on Jordan War and do you want him back? How do you want to see this play out? Yeah, personally, I was hoping that the Bucks would bring back Wara. Um, like you mentioned also, I feel like going into last season, I had far higher hopes for him than I knew mm. going into this season if he does remain on this team, which I hope he does. I want to make that very clear. I hope that when the roster is set for the season opener, Jordan War's name is on that piece of paper because 
One thing that we know about this Bucks roster is that it's very top-heavy right now. Giannis, Chris, and Drew are getting most of the money for this team. You have uh, Brooke, I think he's getting around $13 million, Grayson around nine, And those are – that's where most of your money is going to be tied up at, at this moment. Bobby, if he gets his contract, Pat, whenever he gets his. But knowing that those are seven names right there that are getting paid, knowing the ages of those players – um, you would hope that at some point there is some young talent on this roster that can come up and show that they can be impactful going forward because these luxury tax bills get expensive and <laughs> you can find cheap talent. It's it's worth it. It's really worth it, which is part of why I'm so excited about Marjan, where it's like I, the potential is there. I can see what you get excited about. And for Jordan Wara, it's more of those things where I have to keep reminding myself, he is younger. We had this conversation on Tech File earlier this week. Like he is a younger player. It's taken him some time to acclimate. Year four um, at this point. Is it year four, year three? Year three. Four? Yeah, year three. Um, it's time to see what, like, how much improvement has been made and try to figure out if he is going to have a place on this team going forward. Has he been able to improve defensively enough? And I'm not even saying to be like an all-world stopper, but just improve enough to not be a liability when you're on the floor, not to be somebody who, you know, you're going to get special attention from Bud because you missed a rotation <laughs> or you were out of position or just the little things there, the detail things, because although he was an offensive guy coming out of the draft, there were some who were projecting that he might be able to become at least a decent defender, given his athleticism, um, his size and his quickness. So like, and we've seen a few flashes here and there where you're like, Oh, what, what a block. Like you, Rotated over very well here, Jordan. Like that's what we need to see. In addition to you trying to get your own shot off, so I'm all uh, here. I'm here for him getting another year here, um, just to see where the progression has gone. And of course, the Bucks are going to see him way more than we do, so they'll know a lot more about what he's ready for. And the battle for minutes, especially during a regular season, is going to be really fun to watch. Which is interesting to say at this point. I guess that's what happens when you're like a contending team where it's like, Oh, I'm curious to see in the regular season, who's going to get some minutes here because um, that playoff rotation, I think is going to be kind of set. Maybe a, a guy or two might be able to sneak in, but the regular season, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how those minutes shake out, especially with Marjan on the roster now as well. Yeah. By the way, I like that you described the, you described it as special attention from Bart. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's nice. That's a nice way of putting it. There's no doubt about that. The old quick look. It's just special attention, Jordan. I just want to make it. I just want to give you some special treatment here. Uh, Mm -hmm. By the way, Marjan Beauchamp, two years younger than Jordan Wara as well. Remember, Jordan Wara is a little bit older when he got drafted. So that's why you have some optimism. And I always talk about this. Uh, If you're a sports fan, one of the best things about being a sports fan is having a rookie that you can get uh, irrationally optimistic about. And I would say at this point, there is some irrational optimism around Marjan Bochamp. But I've said this, that I think if you're taking a a guy with a late selection, whether it's late first round, second round, you know there's some stuff that's missing right now. Mm-hmm. But I still would back in the guy with the defensive capabilities and some question marks in the offense in the other way around because it's just easier to get on the floor with those defensive capabilities. So that's probably why mm-hmm. I have... Uh, some optimism here. You mentioned the roster, which which was perfect uh, by you, unplanned but perfect. So <laughs> I, I jotted down the name. So, and this is what we've mentioned a couple of times when you talk about roster spots and the fact that 
there's just not that much room right now. So you've got Giannis, Chris, Brooke, Drew, Pat, Bobby, assuming he's back, George Hill, Grayson Allen, uh, Bochamp, Jordan Wara, assuming he stays. Uh, that's, and then I've got Thanasis, uh, and I've I've got Wesley Matthews and Javon Carter in here as well, which I think we can assume that they're two guys that they want to keep. Now, of mm-hmm. course, you know, they could be the two-for-one trade, the uh, much-discussed Grayson Allen-George Hill package. So obviously things can change. But if those names all return, that's 14 guys. Already. And, and you know, the Bucks went in with 14 guys last year. And I think they like that. I think they like having the flexibility. They like having a, a roster spot there that they can do stuff with. And then I want to throw in the wild card. And I haven't even mentioned you know, Vildoza. Yeah, you know, whatever. I don't necessarily expect that he'll be back. We'll see. Uh, then you have Mamu, who was a yeah. two-way guy. But I don't know whether we read anything into this. But the Bucks social media has been absolutely spamming Mamu content. And I don't know whether this is like a glorious <laughs> farewell or this man is going to be back. But I assume he'll be back in some capacity. I don't know. I don't know why I'm assuming that. But... We'll see what happens with Mamu, but long story short, this roster is pretty full, Camille. Already. Yeah, and we haven't even gotten to talk about free agent targets or anything like that because it was funny thinking through – I was thinking, like, what would my ideal Bucks offseason look like? A realistic one, not something like they get KD. Like, no, we're not doing that here, but what does it look like? And when I talked through it, I realized, which also Eric Neen pointed out in his article with Athletic, like, a good offseason for the Bucks is actually kind of boring. And I know that's not super fun, but I would like to remind Bucks fans that we had quote unquote super fun offseason opportunities uh, before we were good. A lot of those weren't that fun at that time. I would much rather be over here where you have a championship level roster and all you really are hoping for is really health, um, internal improvement, and maybe you can get a guy or two, you know who may not be on our team before, but could contribute some rotation minutes, at least in the regular season, maybe as a playoff guy. But honestly, if Bobby's coming back as well, like the Bucks' playoff rotation is already almost kind of set as it is. Maybe it's room for one or two other guys. So it's, it's kind of interesting to look at because, for example, thinking of free agency, I saw Aaron Holiday is now a restricted free agent. And I was like, oh, my God, I would love to have Aaron Holiday. But then it's like, okay, do I have to pick between – Aaron Holiday and Javon Carter at this point now? Is that the kind of decisions that we're going to have to think about making, quote-unquote, as a fantasy GM of the Bucks this this offseason? Because we're, we're kind of full, and I don't really know where you go with that outside of signing, trying to get a guy with that MLE that we have and seeing where we go from there. But it, like you mentioned, it feels pretty set at the moment. It does. Uh, there is room for a difference maker, and and – yeah, what level of difference maker that is, but you mentioned it. It's with this 6.2-ish mm-hmm. salary slot that they could potentially use if they choose to do so. Uh, and of course, there's no guarantee a guy like Javon Carter is back. I, I'm assuming Wes Matthews will be back just because I don't think he wants to play anywhere else. And I think the Bucks want him back based on what we saw. Mm-hmm. Javon Carter is is certainly probably the biggest question mark there. And again, Jordan War, we'll see. So there could potentially be more roster spots, but it's just highlighting the fact that there's not a lot there. Free agency could potentially be quiet. But there might be a trade. I mentioned Derek Rose. I'm going to ask you about Derek Rose uh, in a second after I talk about Sakara. And, uh, you know, you, you know, people know this. Feeling your best starts with what you eat. 
Sakara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle and truly enjoy it with delicious, plant-rich, transformational nutrition that builds a foundation for living in your best body. Now is the time to seek wellness, joy, and abundance in all areas of your life, starting with what you eat. With Sakara, you get nutrient-dense meals, snacks, and supplements that nourish your body without ever sacrificing taste or quality. And uh, I, I like that because, to be honest... I like. I try to eat healthy, Camille, but sometimes it just doesn't taste that good. I mean, there's, there's, yeah. the unhealthy foods generally taste the best, and that's the that's the dangerous nature. But Sakara uh, uses plant rich ingredients, and uh, its functional plant rich wellness essentials help you create a body you love living in. From their best selling metabolism super powder to the foundation, their daily supplement packs. Sakara's products are designed to support your wellness. Uh, anytime, anywhere. And right now, they're offering our listeners 20% off their first order when you go to sakara.com slash locked on 20, or you can enter the code locked on 20 at the checkout. That's S A K R. Well, actually, let me start again. That's S A K A R A, sakara.com slash locked on 20 to get 20% off your first order. Now, remember, the code is locked on 20. All right, so I mentioned difference makers uh, before the break there. So because we we always go long every time we podcast, but because we went long and also because, like I said, this podcast has a short sh- uh, shelf life, uh, some of those difference makers that could potentially be there for the MLE, we've mentioned these names before, but just the, the type of guy that we could be looking at, some of these might not even be realistic mm-hmm. when you see the deals that they get. But someone like Oladipo or TJ Warren, or Otto Porter Jr., Gaza Harris uh, spent some time down in Orlando. So those those are some names. Uh, let me just, and this isn't the first time this has come up. Derek Rose to Milwaukee, Camille. And, and by the way, he's a divisive uh, figure. There's no doubt about that. And there is absolutely people that will say, I don't really care what he does on the court, but I want Derek Rose playing in Milwaukee. I think that's totally fine. Uh, where do you sit? Yeah. Um, well, I first will start there if there are people who don't want Derrick Rose in Milwaukee because of off-court things I can completely understand that I respect that Mm -hmm. I won't argue on that but if we're talking purely on court um this feels like an annual rumor at this point (laughs) that Derrick Rose and the Bucks trade speculation and this and that and signing with the Bucks and uh, it feels like it's just part of what happens every summer now with the Bucks and Derrick Rose his name is going to get brought up but I will say that when his name was first being brought up, which I think at this point is about five years ago, because when we were starting Tech File, we had an episode titled Somebody Please Sign Derrick Rose. Like, <laughs> we didn't want him on the Bucks five years ago. Our Laker fan on the podcast did not want him on the Lakers at that point. And seeing what he's been able to do over the last five years as somebody who's been able to stay a little bit healthier, I guess one would say, and also transition pretty well into being like that veteran off the bench type of guard that he's grown into like Derrick Rose is still a bucket and any Bucks fans can attest to that because Derrick Rose loves playing yeah, against the Bucks. <laughs> so I can get it. Like if I had to say this point, 2020 or 2022, I'd be the most acceptive, like accepting of Derrick Rose on the Bucks at this point than I have mm-hmm. been at any time before with the trade rumors. But if to get Derrick Rose, it means we're going to have to trade Grayson Allen and George Hill or 
Grayson Allen and Jordan War or whatever that combination might be. I'm I would not be here for that. I'd rather have Grayson Allen. I feel like a lot of the conversation around Grayson Allen has gone too far the other way. I understand that he is like the best trade chip that we have in addition to Brooks' contract. Maybe the only but one. like Grayson had a bad series against the Celtics. I won't deny that. I thought he should have played less in that series. It just wasn't the series for him. But literally right before that, he torched the Bulls. Like he showed that he was valuable and that in certain matchups, he was going to be able to give you a lot. So I'm not one who's trying to jump off of the Grayson Allen bandwagon and also to see that he was dealing with some of those injuries, a little nicked up along the way as well. I'm not saying that if he was fully healthy, he would have played better against Boston. I think that's just kind of a tough matchup for him without Chris on the court, especially to kind of take some of that attention away since they just watched him torch the Bulls as well. And they were not about to let him get that shot off um, as easily. So I wouldn't want to do that to get Derrick Rose. I'd rather honestly just run it back and see if we can pick up somebody through free agency. Of course, if a trade option comes up that vastly improves the team and it requires Grayson Allen, I'm I'm here for it. But Derrick Rose for Grayson Allen and some kind of combination, I am not here for that. I mean, the big... And, and the reason why Grayson Allen would have to be there, uh, Derek Rose is going to earn 14.5 this year. Uh, he actually has a team option next year, which makes it a little more inviting. If things don't work out, you can uh, ship him out and uh, not have to worry about that too much. But um, th- So that's why Grayson Allen's there, because the $10 million is the easiest way to get there. Hey, you want to chuck George Hill in there? You're, you're right. somewhere around the mark. So it makes sense. And maybe a few seconds, whatever, whatever it takes. I don't know. Um, so that's why that would probably be the deal. And I can like... It happens every time there's a former all-star. There will be someone in the YouTube comments that'll go, trade Brook Lopez for Derek Rose. He's a former MVP. Uh, you've lost your mind. We get he was a former MVP, but I was uh, 10 years old when he won <laughs> the MVP. It, yes, it's, it's on his resume. Uh, he only played 26 games last year, which I actually I just lost track of that. He had an injury-prone uh, season last year as well. So to your point, uh, Camille, I, I agree. Uh, the Grayson Allen slander has probably gone a bit too far at this point. He was a very reliable player for this team all season long. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, we've spoken about the guard spot and potentially the lack of stuff the Bucks are able to do in free agency, it's certainly a major risk if you're trading a guy that you know that you can plug into your rotation every single night and it's going to be fine for a guy that, yes, brings a skill set that the Bucks actually really need. And if you yes. think about when the offense couldn't do anything last year, if you had Derek Rose... We've seen it enough, as you said. He can break down a team in the half court. He's actually not afraid to shoot big shots either. Three of the last four seasons, he's been over 37% from three, which is kind of a remarkable turnaround. So there are lots of attributes that he's got that make sense. Uh, But you're also looking at a guy that's been broken for the majority of the last 10 years, only played 25 games last year. And if you ship out a guy that's an important rotation player, then all of a sudden the roster looks desperately thin again. So I probably would steer clear of it myself. Uh, but I know, as I said, there is going to be lots of people that will oh, want to course. do this and they will want Derek Rose, former MVP on the roster. I get it. It was the same with John Wall. I had someone reminded me he was an all-star. I said, yes, I know. It was in the day and age of black and white TV. Uh, I get it. So it's just the way things go, Camille. I mean, to those people, I would say we also got to see the Lakers last year. That yes. uh, that should Thank, be enough. Hey, that's to, good. That's good. Yes, yeah. that should be enough to say. Like we understand that Derrick Rose, uh, Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, uh, Dwight Howard, 
where else you want to throw out there? You can even look uh, Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan and these guys who we, you know, have watched over the years and we marveled at how they played. We enjoyed watching them play. But the truth is they're at the back end of their career and everybody's not LeBron James. Like LeBron is a unicorn and all kinds of magical things put together. Like what he does is not normal. What Chris Paul does is not normal. Those guys are the exception. Well, everybody else is really like the rule of how this tends to go when you're aging in the NBA. Uh, Sometimes the name is bigger than the impact towards the end of the career because you're remembering what they used to do. And it's not to say that some of those vets can't be helpful because we just mentioned how we want Westback, who is a vet who never reached the heights that some of these other guys did, but we understand that he's valuable. But it's just keeping things in perspective about what you're actually going to be able to get from these guys at this point in their career. They're not the all-stars anymore, but they could be helpful in the right situation. I just don't think that getting Derrick Rose here in Milwaukee would be the best use uh, (laughs) of a roster spot, especially looking at the age and injury concerns as well with the team or with him. I think it's a very, very level-headed take from you, uh, Camille, and I'm looking forward to the feedback as people are (laughs) excited uh, about free agents here. It's a pretty fun time of year, there's no doubt. Uh, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen. And once you're done with us, you can jump across to the Locked On NBA podcast, which can also be valuable just for keeping uh, you know, your ears and eyes on all the rumors around the league that potentially could link back to the Bucks. because I'm sure uh, we'll have plenty of suggestions of different names. I was actually just listening to a podcast and I mentioned Chris Boucher for the Bucks, which is also super interesting. Um, so there's a bunch of guys uh, again, not expecting a free agent frenzy for the Bucks tomorrow, but I think you consider it a success if uh, if Bobby Portis is locked up tomorrow. You feel good about that, and then we'll see. I am intrigued again. I said there is room for a difference maker. Uh, let's wait and see, Camille. Are you someone who will be absolutely locked into this, or do you go about your business and just keep an eye on the phone in the background? What's it look like? Oh, well, I'm so glad they moved free agency to start after work Ah, because it used to happen like just in the middle of the work day and Thursdays used to like, like, it was always like a really busy day when it would happen. And I would come back to my like, Oh my God, I missed everything. Like, why didn't I just take off work or something like that? And then of course, when I do take off, like, Oh, it's going to be great. Nothing would happen. So I'm just happy that it's happening after work where I'll have a chance to, you know, have my phone next to me and pay attention to what's really going on. So I'm looking forward to it. I love this time of the year, even if the Bucks aren't, you know, isn't the team that's making the big moves. Like just watching how the league landscape will shift is always interesting to me. No, it is. I'll never forget. Uh, Cause by the way, it also used to be at midnight. And I remember mm-hmm. a few years ago, I was up at midnight. What's going to happen here? And I'm up at three o'clock in the morning. This is beautiful stuff. Waiting for the big signing. 3.01 AM. Ursano, you save a three year deal. Okay. <laughs> All right. I love Ersan, always will, but this is not what I was. <laughs> anyway, we'll see. Eight o'clock is a little more civilized. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. I don't know who I'll be podcasting with, but I'll be podcasting with someone and we'll have the news. And uh, last year, as I said, we had the big breaking news of uh, Shemi Ojale. So who knows what could happen while we're podcasting uh, tomorrow. Who's going to be the next Rodney Hood for the Bucks? Tune in to Lockdown Bucks Ooh. tomorrow and we will discuss. Thank you guys. <laughs>